If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting The Boop Show. Raycon Earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash B-O-O-P. That's buyraycon.com slash boop. This is The Boop Show. It's episode 252 for Monday, July 13th, 2020. Hey everybody, welcome to the Boop Show. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Dunaway. What do you got in your hand there? What is that? Oh, oh, hi Scott. Hi, what is that? Show me, show me that closer. What is this? Oh uh, well, uh, we got we got show and tell today. So show me tell. Okay, let's see what you got. Oh, Return of the right. Jedi. It's a. It looks like an album. Is that what that is? A laser it, disc. It does like an album, doesn't it? But you would be wrong unless your albums are super thick and outdated. Oh, oh yeah, laser disc. Look at that thing. Gosh dang it, dude. Whoa, that's cool. Very nice. Are you happy uh, to have that? Because what do you play it on now? Nothing? What do you do? Just look at it? My my laser disc player. (laughs) (laughs) I play it on my laser disc player. That's awesome. All right. Very well done. See, some kids out in the audience are going to see that and go, where'd you get such a big CD? And CDs are already aging for them. This is a normal size CD. I've been shrunken. Okay. Let me show you this. We're doing show and tell. A show list, tell. Show list, enough tell, Scott. A, a listener sent me this cool thing. Look at this thing. Let me zoom in here. Uh, here we go. Oh, Whoops. that is sweet. Yeah, look at this. Is that is that your real dental? Uh, <laughs> no, those are de- somebody used dentures or he used dentures, but he sculpted this. Like he did. Those a, dentures are scary. As made crap. this like awesome, disgusting, freaking Cthulhu-looking creature. Isn't it great? That is amazing. Yeah, he sent that to you. When, when do I get of, one? He made it out of Sculpty, and I forgot his name. It's here somewhere. I was supposed to show it on TMS, and I forgot. But oh. Hope he watches the Boop Show as well. Yeah, there's your show and tell for the, for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Show enough tell here on the Boop Show. Let's dive into this. Okay, video game time. Now, we focus quite a bit here on indies, usually newer indies, games that are just come out or are relatively new. Not always brand new. You know, sometimes it depends. But Brian, sometimes you just got to play a game that's Scott. older and got ignored by the mainstream press. And by that, I mean... Yeah. Uh, a 2016 title called Titanfall 2 that I beat. <gasps> I played on stream and I beat it. And I've talked about it on the show before that I've been playing it, but now I am I'm here to tell you my my final thoughts on my experience playing and beating the campaign in Titanfall 2, the 2016 October 2016. Still made money. It was a hit, but it got oh, overrun yeah. by the Call of Duties and the freaking um, other shooters of the time. I guess there was Call of Duty that year, and then. What was the big Battlefield game? Battlefield 1, was it? The World War 1 one? I I think you're right. Yeah, it was just bad competition. It got kind of eclipsed a little bit, and it's unfortunate because I'm here to tell you once and for all, and I've said this on some other in some other shows and capacities, I'm going to say it again. This is now my favorite first-person shooter campaign I've ever played, <gasps> ever. What? Ever? Ever. ever. I've got to, you know, I picked this up last year myself at a sweetheart of a deal for the PS4 mm. Pro, mm. and I also enjoyed it. Oh, well, that's good. I paid $10 for it on Steam, although it's back to 30 now. This was part of the uh, the summer oh, sale. like a chump. I paid like 5 for it for the PS4. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn awesome good. Uh, I loved it. I think about BT all the time. He's my robot guy. Uh, it's not short for Bluetooth. We figured it out on the morning stream, but it's a uh, oh. it's a hell of a thing. And I I was I was uh, to say I was an enter- entertained by it would be a vast understatement. I think that game constantly surprised me in both story and mechanics. It always felt really good, which is important for a game like this. 
Um, it felt just very well crafted. At, if they don't make a third one, I'll be pissed. Look at this guy doing the wall walking. Oh yeah, the wall running's the best. <laughs> you don't yeah. walk you're in the, on the walls. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Wall, wall sprinting. You run on those effing walls. Um, I don't know why he's using just a pistol here. So whoever played this is weird. But uh, the guns all feel really satisfying. It's set in the same universe as Apex Legends, but I think this mm-hmm. plays and feels superior to that in terms of movement. I kind of wish yeah, Apex yeah. Legends went all out on wall running and sliding and and they have some sliding, but it doesn't quite feel as mobile as this game. Yeah, Apex Legends, there's a lot of walking long distances because it is, you know, mm-hmm. a battle royale essentially, right? I mean, sure. It's a wider sort of space kind of and at least early on yeah. it is and it is what it is, but what I love about this game is just the fluidity of movement combined with other factors, but in the single player obviously the the story is just it's just awesome. It's so, so you good. You were playing this on your you were playing this on your uh on your PC. PC you yep. had this thing uh you had this thing ratcheted up to uh maximum settings. Oh yeah, played it on every possible setting and it all and it looks amazing as, as as it should you know three and a half years later but right it's also uh i mean it's just it's a really pretty game uses a version of the source engine which they use also mm-hmm. for apex legends and that looks great feels great sounds great storytelling's amazing it took it took half-life it took the half-lives out of my top spot that's how much i like oh really yep i liked it that that's much awesome i I'll tell you this. I, I like it uh, because I do, and I think it's probably something we both like. I do like the speed of movement. You kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it there's something not quite you know natural about uh, the the, uh, the movement, but it, it it feels good, right? Yeah, it feels great, and that's all I care about good. in a game like this. Yeah. Like it can be, it can have lots of other flaws, but if it feels good to run around and to shoot things, like what else do you want from your shooters, right? Right. Also, if you're going to tell me a story, I want it to be compelling and not be taken out of it by accident or by you know poor mechanics or bad pacing. It doesn't have any of that. And it's funny. I talk about liking this more than Half-Life. I would actually compare it to, to Half-Life in terms of hmm. the kind of feel it gave me. There's a lot of stuff in it that's very, I don't know, re- for me, very reminiscent of Half-Life. But there's also kind of this Iron Giant aspect to it with your, your personal uh, Titan. Uh, BT is this you know, this trusted creature in the game. I mean, he's just a robot, but he's, he's more than that. I don't know. It, it really got just me a robot. They got me all the ways needed to get me. And I, I really loved it. So, um, again, it's an older game now, so we're not talking about something fresh off the press here, but if you got it on sale during that steam sale or, uh, even a better deal, like Brian talked about on PlayStation, uh, or Xbox, wherever you got it. And if you haven't played it or whatever, I, I highly recommend it now. And here's the nice thing. The Steam version suddenly has a ton of people playing multiplayer because this is all the rage over there. It's also enjoying a uh, overwhelmingly positive review since it landed there, since EA brought it back over there. And um, I don't know. There's something nice about a Source 2 engine belonging on Steam and and uh, right. getting played there. And now there's a multiplayer base all playing together. And I had no problem getting into some multiplayer matches. I got my ass handed to me most of the time. But yeah. that's usual par for the course for me with this kind of game. But uh, anyway... Can't say enough about it. Titanfall 2, you came to me late. But yeah, you can. You can keep talking about it. He's my 2020, it's my 2020, 2016 game of the year. There. How's that? What? If this was 2016, it would have been my game of the year if I had played it then, like, a, like I should right. have. But as it like stands, as it stands, we'll, we'll, we'll go back in time and say, you're still so good. You're my favorite 2016 game of 2020. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. So again, get it uh, wherever you get it, but it's just freaking great. And about five hours, by the way, is how long that campaign takes. So it's not too long, but it doesn't overstay its welcome either. Uh, felt about right to me. And uh, again, tons of multiplayer content. And they seem to be, uh, it seems to be doing really well. It's almost like it's a new game over there, weirdly. Has, has it given you any urge to go back and play Apex Legend? Uh, a little bit, actually, weirdly. But I've heard a couple of things from people who also got all excited about replaying or playing for the first time Titanfall 2 and it hit uh, Steam. So they did. And then after messing around in there a bunch, you go back to Apex, and Apex is a lot less mobile, like we talked about earlier, right, right. and they feel it. It's like, ooh, this isn't quite the fluid thing I want. I think I may go play multiplayer Titanfall, plus there's no giant robots here, and plus I'm kind of sick of Battle Royale. So I don't know. I don't know if I need to. Like Some of the games or guns are the same, or at least reminiscent of the guns 
in Apex. So Apex, you'll run across something and go, oh, the whatever gun, that's the same gun I used to kill stuff in Titanfall 2. And so there's some you know what fun- I, I, but you gotta, you really gotta talk good about the whatever gun. I mean, <laughs> well, by when not I giving unlocked a- that the first time, I was like, Oh, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. No, no experience like the it. like the whatever gun. I'll tell you that. Yeah, the, the whatever gun. Anyway, Titanfall two. Never too late to pick up Titanfall two. Check it on out on sale. J.K. Grammer in the chat room says Titanfall two Ultimate Edition is still on sale on the PS4 for only five dollars and ninety nine cents me? to seven sixteen. That's a that's a crazy price. Yeah, that's, you are stealing it for that. I stole it for ten. I guarantee <laughs> you're stealing it for five. Like you're just you need to send uh, like a self-addressed stamped envelope with money in it to right, respawn right. entertainment to thank you, them for the rip off. You, you made a mistake. Yeah. Here's what you should have been charging. That's just how good that is. So you're a good you're a good man gamer. That's who you are. I am a good, good man gamer. gamer. That's right. Uh, all right, Brian, tell me about this. Okay, I'm excited about this next one because everyone out there is saying, Scott, play West of Dead, play West of Dead, play West of Dead. Brian, should I play West of Dead? Which I guess is on Game hey. Pass, so I have no excuse. I should just play it. Right. Hey, Scott, you should play West Dead. Is on the Ultimate. Is on the Xbox uh, version of the Xbox Game Pass as well as the PC. Yeah. So I, I know you do that one. So is West of Dead. Uh, how do you feel about um, going to Purgatory with Ron Perlman, Hellboy Perlman? How's uh, that sound? Pretty good. He's I like that guy. So I could spend some time with Ron Perlman. Sure. Why not? I could totally spend some time. And I did. I did just that. I loaded up off Xbox Game Pass and I hopped in. And it looks like I don't want to... I don't want to call out the obvious, but my character here kind of looks like uh, Ghost Rider, uh, the Cowboy Edition. You know what I'm talking about? Ghost Rider, like burning, yeah. burning skull, Ghost Rider, that guy. Yeah, quick. burning skull, Ghost Rider. So you're dead. You're dead, and uh, you were living in the old west, and we don't know exactly how you died, but all we know is we're in purgatory and we're trying to get past it. It's just you playing. I can always tell because we're at a pause menu for a really long time. <laughs> we you? really are. It's because whenever I start recording, I'm usually introducing everything during the chat stream, yeah. and so. So you might want to skip forward. I actually had put uh, the timestamp in it earlier. Then I realized I goofed up, and so I didn't do it. So I apologize for that last second. Uh, <laughs> they'll faux be pas right. they'll on make, my part. They'll make it through. Don't worry. It'll they'll make it through. But yes, once you do get started, you're playing as uh, you're playing a character, and it's being narrated by Ron Perlman, and you're heading into Purgatory, which happens to to uh, open up in a saloon where there's a barkeep, and the barkeep kind of gives you a little bit of attitude and says. Let's move on, my friend. And uh, you get in there and you you pick up your uh, couple of weapons. Right away, you pick up two weapons and they're randomly generated. So this is kind of like almost a dungeon crawler light, kind of, somewhat. Okay. But you're in purgatory and uh, you do reach loot boxes such as that. But most of the game is duck and cover. So you're going you're gonna to be shooting uh, some guys that look like they're human. Uh, and when you kill them, you collect iron. And I've heard that's important when you get to the boss. I never made it to the boss. I played for almost two hours, and I never made it to the first boss because I suck. Is this a roguelike? Would you call it that? Because uh, mm, the description on the rogue-y, webpage calls it that. But I don't. Yeah, I would call it roguelike. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, it says it's right somewhere. here, hold on, it says, Descend into the grim and gritty world of purgatory in this cover-based right. shooter, which combines the fluidity of twin-stick controls and the tactical right. cover usage. Dodge behind cover as you try to outgun your enemies in the unknown, procedurally generated hunting grounds. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that's not what it feels like. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. I like when uh, I know that. I like when old stuff gets made to be, or old ideas get made new again. That's fine. Right, right. So, I, okay. So the you know every each you go room to room in purgatory, uh, and you and you do use a little bit of this dual shake, dual shake, dual shake, <laughs> dual shake. Get a really close shave for that uh, old west look. That's not how that works at all. No. Um, but yeah, so this dual stick shooter, you uh, you end up uh, going against, like I said, a bunch of just randos who are uh, when you kill them, you you collect iron. And you can use later on when you go against the boss. Also, there's sins that creep in the dark, and uh, you'll notice where I'm getting to right now. There's like a, there's a there's a lamp or like a lantern up there in the in the in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. You gotta sometimes knock those so that you can reveal uh, the bad guys. If you don't, they'll just start killing you, mm-hmm. and you can't see them. Okay. But uh, you'll collect sins as you go along. I don't know what the sins are for yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Are they um, actual sins? Like here's where you push down an old lady or here's where no, you there's had like sex a, with your teacher. You'll or, see it. 
Okay. No, I wish <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, what kind of teacher did you have in high school? I didn't what, have any. Well, oh, but did you see me just fall into the pit? Yeah, I did see that. Nice job. on. Yeah. That. I saw you see that you like that. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because it was dark and I was like, where do I go now? Yeah. Cause there's just, not a lot of directions, by the way. Yeah. I love Ron Perlman and I love hearing him in this game. Super However, I got to say this. It is not a nice tight, uh, fit. Let's see what like he says here. Expect. Does he talk all the time? No, he talks mostly when you first arrive, uh, and he'll tell you a little bit of story, and it's kind of, some of it's a little bit randomly generated. Here he is. Here he is. Jesus. Oh, come on, Ron. Nice. Uh, Let me try it again. Okay. For once, fate seemed to be on my side. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. That's yeah. a different... That's no, that's, of, that's me doing my best Ron Perlman. <laughs> I was going to say, that's slightly different right. than what I expect from Ron Perlman, though. It it is, it's a little bit Ron Perlman-like, and you could definitely feel like it sounded like he recorded, like, you know, maybe his house. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're all in a pandemic. He probably recorded his house, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's good. I just don't know if it's necessary. It certainly feels better because you're like, oh, yeah, this feels, you know, gritty, and and I feel like my, my little story is being narrated as I go along, and... and but it doesn't really I don't learn much about myself or the story, and it doesn't really usually apply to the current situation that I'm doing. It's usually just pontificating about death. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. So sure. it's interesting. I like it. I like this game. However, I don't feel like I feel like it's not quite ready. Uh it just it just came out. Um, but there was there was a major glitch I I hit uh just from my uh, my two-hour game, you know, demo of this game. Yeah. Um. I was. Uh. When, you can take cover, but the the cover is destructible, so it's not permanent. So, uh, those other guys, those iron guys, will start shooting your cover, and eventually the cover will explode, which is fine because uh the the cover will respawn. However, yeah. Somehow or another, I was standing over top of one of these coffins that was respawning, and I glitched out. Oh. And no. I disappeared, and the only thing that was there was my shadow. Just and you I was and your like, shadow. Okay. Okay, my shadow. So I start walking around. I'm like, well, maybe once I get to the next room, you know, it'll kind of reset. Didn't happen. And uh, so all the characters disappeared, even the bad guys. So I was like, I went to a room and I was like, oh, an empty room. Here's my shadow. And then suddenly I start dying. And I'm like, what's going on? I can't shoot. I'm, I'm shooting bullets and there's no sound happening, but I can see my revolver. If you look on the left-hand side of the bottom of the screen, yeah. Um, there's like uh, it'll it'll show you where your revolver is because when you shoot, usually it's uh, limited ammunition, mm-hmm. as you would expect from the old. Well, there's the bad guy. I died. Um, <laughs> big surprise, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, like I disappeared. So there was like little glitches like that. That just doesn't seem quite perfect yet. Yeah. Seems a little early. Didn't seem like there was a lot of deep content. I feel like I got stuck a lot. Mm. However, with all that said. I really enjoyed my time with it, and I really love the art style, and I really love Ron Perlman in this. And he's impossible not to like. It's impossible not to like the man. He's just you know this happens with this happens so often with Western type games. I think me and you both like Western type games. Oh yeah, and there's so many small indie Western games that come close, but they never quite cross the finish line. Does that make sense? I understand that. Yeah, I think I get that. Yeah. I've heard nothing but raves about this. So so if uh, I I need to give it a shot and you're saying it's on PC Game Pass, so I have no excuse. I'm just going to get it and try it because it seems like my jam. Like, I really like this art style. I really like it. It's a very small download. I mean, I think I think it was like 800 megabytes or something. I mean, it was super small. Who did the art on this? I don't know. I love the art. It's really I love what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's cool looking. It is way cool. I think you at least need to play it to just get the experience. Right. And I just, I just, I'm I just don't it. know if it's, I don't know if it's going anywhere. And that makes me sad. Uh, this was a developer upstream arcade and uh, uh, published by Raw Fury. Uh, came out on 6-18-2020. It takes about 11 to 20 hours to complete the campaign. And currently, if you want to purchase it, uh, wholesale, just want to buy the whole thing, just keep it for yourself. It's about nineteen ninety nine or twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks on Steam, twenty bucks on yeah. uh, Microsoft Store. If you don't have Game Pass, uh, yeah, looks like pretty much that's the eleven price. to twenty hours in in this world. That's not bad for twenty bucks. I mean, 
West not bad. of Dead Switch. Is it on the Switch? Now, Sidian in the chat room has played a little longer than me. Like I said, I played a couple of hours, but Sidian is saying that uh, it want more story once you clear the chapters. Oh, okay. Uh, West yeah. of Dead is also on the Switch. We should mention that. You can get it there. Ooh. Although I'm sure it's more money because it always is. <laughs> right? Why Why is West for Dead... Why, not West for Dead. Why are, game, why are some games more on the Switch? I don't understand why the premium. And sometimes not. That's sometimes they're cheaper there even. I'm just saying, most of the time, though, if you're like, oh, 15 bucks on Steam, sweet, or uh, 12 bucks over here, you go over there, it's like 29 bucks. What? What? $29? What are you, crazy? I know, I don't like it. By the way, I check every week when we play these games. Uh, I don't know how many times we mentioned, but we've been playing West of Dead was the game that it was just talking about. Uh, I always check how long to beat. If you're not checking there to see how long it's probably going to take you to play a game, it's a good assessment to figure out if... Uh, at least help you in the decision making process of is a game worth twenty dollars? Okay, you know, you know, eleven to twenty hours. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, in my opinion. It's pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play this because it looks like it might be my jam, and I will, I will think about the things you've said, and I will contrast and compare. I will, I will consider them. I will consider what you have spoken this day. Okay. By the way, also, yeah, cool name. It is a pretty cool name. Cool. You're not wrong. You're not wrong about the the name. That's pretty cool. Let me tell you about another cool name. A game I'm playing right oh, now that me. might be, might be, and I've had a lot of games this year that have been in this position, but it's in contention for best indie game of the year. <gasps> yeah. And I'm not what? even sure. Oh, it, what? It's, it's only uh, July. I don't even know how indie it is because it's, it may, because <laughs> Focus Home Entertainment makes a lot of games, right? Or they publish a lot of games. Oh, so yeah, this yeah. is not publish like a, a small games, publisher yeah. anymore, but they're a, primarily a PC publisher with some console stuff, but mostly. I still think this falls into the category of a smaller game. It's not some big AAA title you're going to get on everything. Yeah, Black Blackbird Interactive is the developer. See, I, I think that just because you get published by a big publisher right now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, not I necessarily. Mean, I mean, you can. Yeah, the ones that self-publish have just as good a chance to do anything they want to do. But let me tell you about this game. It is called, and it's a cool name: Hard Space Colon Brick. Some shit. I screwed it up. <laughs> You almost hard, hard space. Yes, yeah, shipbreaker. Hard space shipbreaker. S i b s h i p breaker. I must. I must emphasize ship. Yeah, yeah I've been practicing the wrong thing. But this is uh, an interesting kind of high concept game that is all about um, you being what's called a shipbreaker in this world. And, Wait a minute. Yeah, I've seen this. Have you seen this? Where have you seen this? Yes. I've seen it online. Oh, okay. like on the Good. store. I was afraid you were going to say I talked about it last week, but I didn't. No, you saying. didn't. Um, yeah, last week I talked about Mr. Driller and uh, that other weird thing. But anyway, yes. uh, you work for a company called the Lynx Corporation, and uh, they are they are paying you to take apart uh, out of commission spacecraft, and then right. uh, salvage the bits you need to salvage. So, like, let's say on the spacecraft, there's like some antenna arrays or whatever. Those are worth money. So you uh, salvage those and you do that by unwelding them with like a tether. You go over there and like tether this thing off with your little pull tether thing. Sometimes you need to break uh, to, to actually like use this big welder machine to actually break lines and create, you know, a, a break so you can pull something apart or whatever. Because but why part are of this, you taking these ships apart, Scott? So you can salvage it and make tons of money. That's the whole point. Oh. So because they're out of commission, they're not going to be flown anymore. So when you get into the cockpit of a, sh- of a ship, for example... Those chairs, they're valuable. Right. So you take those bucket oh. seats out and you toss them into the, the the grabber catcher thing and it says, bloom, credits added to account. Well done. Whatever. Bloom, bloom, bloom. Uh, you can also tear the thing apart for raw materials. So like if right. the outside is made of some really thick titanium or something, by, by salvaging that titanium and it takes different tools to get at it, you can throw that into the uh, processor and it will, again, add credits to your account. You're trying to pay down a huge debt that you have. Uh-oh. Um, so are, are you on the up and up, Scott? Are you on oh, a yeah. true salvage mission or are you out here? Oh, no. Total salvage. It's all that's okay. all you can do. You can't get into a ship and fly off somewhere. You're in this, you know, you're in this place where you're above the earth. OK, it, the idea is that in the future, okay. the earth is just kind of a shithole and um, everything, oh. everything, anything that was. So everything improves. Every, Good. <laughs> well, it's gone. It's gone real bad, like resources wise. We've kind of stripped everything out of there and it's just not been great. And so you, one of the few jobs left is you, you take a job with these companies and you fly up above the planet and you work in this little space array thing where ships are docked and your job is to break them apart and sell their guts. 
And it sounds dumb. It sounds, no, it sounds freaking amazing. I'm just laughing because whoever's playing keeps throwing up the thumbs up on this guy. How many times did you do the thumbs up? I don't know why he's doing that. He needs to stop that. I love it. He's really and this is called heart, heart hard space shipbreaker. Shipbreaker. Everyone just calls it shipbreaker. But down there, you've yeah, got yeah. like a processing uh, thing, and you got a, oh. a an incinerator, and some things go in the incinerator, some things go in the processor, some go below you in that green grid below you, which is you capture the real valuable stuff that that goes back to the company. Oh. So you're just using gravity to like chuck this stuff into these holes. You're floating around. Oh, like I failed. Boy, this is a bad video. Are you sure you didn't play this? Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. I didn't play this. It looks like I would kidding. play it, but no. So he keeps he, failing. As a, gun. Is this- he's failing his order. He's an idiot. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. You have a, like a grab gun thing. That's like a tether gun. Um, right. And it, it can pull some things apart, but it's not strong enough to pull. This reminds me of Gary's mod. Well, it shouldn't. Oh, well, okay. Well, it can well, I mean for the mechanics of it. It can if you're if you want to just count like weird physics and stuff like that. But it's using like real space physics to do everything. You're flo- you're free floating. You have to kind of rotate and go slow. And if you go too fast, you can smack your head on the side of a thing. If you if you cut like you take your little laser cutter inside the ship and you cut open a fuel line, you're you're probably going to explode part of the ship and you may get killed. You got to like be not stupid. Um. It's a very cool game. I found myself comp- so absorbed in it that I can't get a- I can't quit. I just got to go to the next day because you do it in shifts. So you do the first shift, second shift, whatever. And every time I'm like, all right, well, after this shift, I'll go, I'll go to bed. Nope. Got to do another shift. Nope. It never happens. Help- I don't know. Who's, whoever's playing this is a ding dong. He's not really doing eh. what he's supposed to be doing. So we're not going to look at him anymore. I almost um, got that. I swear I almost had this game. Did it, did you get this code? No, no, no. This is the one I bought. I paid for this. When'd you buy? Here's what put me over the, 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 put me over the top on it and why it was worth the 24 bucks. And it still is, by the way, it's a hundred percent worth that. Um, it, this is what got me. It's all of the stuff I've just ex- explained to you. And weirdly, it's like reverse Tetris in a weird way. It's like, I'm just taking oh. things apart and figuring out how they come apart. Okay, cool. Now that can float over here. Can I push that with enough gravity into the incinerator? Or am I going to have to have better tools to do it later? So I'll upgrade those tools. Um, you got to kind of watch your oxygen. You got to watch your fuel levels. There's also... Oh, no. A little survival component. A little bit. A little huh? bit. Nothing major. because there's Not a, much. There's a place you can turn right around and go to this console and buy more stuff if you can't find it on the ship. But sometimes the ship has it. So if you've gotten hurt inside the ship in one of the hulls or something... They'll be strapped to the wall, a med kit. So you just take the med kit and it'll give you some life back. Um, there's oxygen tanks in there and things like that. So you can do that. Um, lots of little hidden things too. But the ships get bigger and more complex the further you get into the game. You get better and cooler tools the further you get. You can lift bigger things off of themselves, break stuff easier, that sort of stuff. Oh, um, so you get some power gloves like in uh, Zelda? Kind of-ish, sort of. Um, you can also use your gloves, by the way, as an actual like dampening thing. So if you're... If you're flying across the, the 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 let's say something exploded like the the ship lost its um what's that word when you lose your your atmosphere um oh geez anyway you it, it decompression decompression explosive decompression <coughs> exactly yeah, but explosive decompression and when that happens you may get pushed somewhere kind of hard and it's got this mechanic where you can like put your hands out and sort of slow your 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 crash into other objects. You can also your your gloves are magnetic, so if if you're touching metal surfaces, it'll help you sort of stay there and not get blown away. Um, just all kinds of cool mechanics like that. Um, this guy's actually doing something else. Maybe I'll show it. <laughs> oh, right now he's just slicing the this shit. Guy out of this guy, stop being an idiot for a minute. Let's see if we can look at. Let's flip over to the guy. I take it back. He's being an idiot again. So he's just chopping it into pieces. That's not a good way to get your money. Um, he's just, That's not how you get your money. Like every one of those little bits could have been a whole quarter panel. Oh, he just blew up the tank. So now the tank, he's not going to be able to get his tank. And the tank is worth tons of money. So if you can save the tank by itself, pull it out of there and, and, and safely get it into the grid below, you'll get so much money for that. And he's just chopping this ship to bits. Let's see. Look at that. Look what he's doing. Oh, geez. Okay. That's the worst. He's just, he's just destroying it. He's just destroying it because he's impatient. Look, look, wanna... he's, he's in outer space by himself and what you told me. I mean, how would you tear apart a ship? I'll I tell mean, you how I do it because I'll now look at him quitting because he's an a-hole. Would All you right. Would you be like really efficient at tearing down a ship? If you, I mean, like if you're really in space? I, or I have like been. Just be farting around. No, I would do. I'd be super efficient because this is how you make your money. And the whole story <laughs> is that you're, you're, you got a kid back home 
in Kansas or right, right. whatever hole you're from. And she's like, there's even a little narration at the beginning where she does some rhyme about her dad going off to break ships and hope he comes home safe. Kind of a Lord's Prayer sort right. of thing. And then, um, please, my bless my dad as he goes to space. Oh, no. That while he's there, he won't die. Then he'll come back and bring the thing so we can all have a fly or whatever it is. It rhymes and it's all dumb. But the point is, it's like, this is the way things are. This is how you're going to make money. It's a crap job, but you're going to take it. Here's what sold me, though. Okay, so everything I've told you is already my jam. Totally into it. Shipbreakers for me. However, then I listened to the soundtrack. Uh-oh. It's amazing. It's all really? like space trucker uh, fire nice. firefly shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just like it's like the low rent. Like I love outer space. That is a bunch of hillbillies. I love it. Oh yeah. I freaking yeah. love it. So space hillbillies. That, now don't tell it that, but me and you we're we're on the same oh, page. We're totally that. on the same page. Space trucker, uh, you know, freaking Jim Rayner of, of Starcraft, like the Terrans, oh, yeah. like that stuff. I love when those things, when, when space is just kind of grimy and dirty and everything's covered in oil and you're all like, y'all that, your warp drive's got a problem with it. You, y'all may need to do it. And like that kind of stuff, man, totally in. So that it has, it doesn't go too overboard with it either. It's not like ridiculous, but we're like, a bunch of space truckers in space. Like the guy who calls you from the company is like, all right, it's your first day. You feeling good out there with this hair thing? You know, like he's got that, that accent. So you like that Bill Paxton kind of a little bit, a little bit space. Yeah. Kind of it's guy. a little bit like that. And I, I like space necks. The chat room says, space says stoic. Necks. Uh, and just, you can find all the space necks you want in hard space ship breaker. Well, you're the only you're one saying. you never see any other people, but yeah. It's just oh, you. yeah. You're just you and these ships, man. It's focused. This game tells you, you know what to do and you do it. And then the, the puzzle, the puzzle is, well, what do I do first? So I don't blow the ship apart and expose the batteries I need to salvage. Cause if I do that, if I do this wrong and decompression blows those batteries up, then I'm going to get half the money. Or I may die. Oh, or it's gonna... you get penalized for doing a poor oh, job. Yeah, you got to do motivation. good. Yeah, you got to do good. That guy that was in that video is just like being my son when he was five. <laughs> like, why were you? What are you even doing in this game? It makes me mad. I want his version of the game on your hard drive so that you'll play it properly. But um, anyway, I really like it so far. Super into it. Can't say enough about it. Uh, so far, it's neat. It really is just totally my jam. And they're really great about it. this. Is one of those developers, and I always pay attention to this really talkative with their community it is in early access right, but right. it's pretty far along and they spend a lot of time saying all right we've heard you guys ask for this and this and this we've considered this and this hey check it out we've added this thing you've all been asking for we've been doing this thing and we agree with you or here's why we're not going to do that because we think this is the reason it needs to be bet, 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 bet. like very communicative They're, they've got uh very active forums people are really into it currently enjoying a very high rating on steam and deservedly so it's very good it's very cool uh, I'm so I'm very addicted to it. I want to play right now. Just talking about. It. I just want to. Just want I know to why. Why am I even doing a podcast? Why Blackbird Interactive is making this great game called Heart Heart Space Shipbreaker, and I'm sitting here talking to, to Brian when I have twenty five dollars I could spend right now. That's right. Spend it twenty four ninety nine. Uh, their exact description is equipped with a cutting edge salvage tech, carve and slice spaceships to recover valuable materials, upgrade your gear to take on more lucrative contracts, and pay your billion credits debt to Lynx Corporation. That's a basically billion it. credits. And if it sounds like work, I mean, yeah, it is, but it's really fun work. It's fun. It's fun work. Yeah. And right. you feel rewarded. And when you're done for the day and you see what you did, it's like, oh, look at all that extra money I got. I'm going out there again. I'm getting another ship. Let's tear this thing up. It's good. Anyway, lots of minutia too. Like you can on the outside of the ship, you're like, oh, this is a boring outside of the ship. Let me see what it's like inside. You finally get inside and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these computers and consoles and chairs and stuff I can salvage. You start salvaging everything and making crap loads of money. Oh, so wait, funny. wait, can can you salvage the toilets? Uh, I haven't done a toilet yet, but I assume when I get to the big freighters that there'll be toilets. In right. There. I'm sure. I'm are. sorry, turlet. We're yeah, in turlet. a space trucker motif. Yeah, so turlet. Turlet. And you got to have like, you know. Did you ever see space truckers? Uh, I don't, I'm With the uh, old Hopper. Wasn't Hopper in that? Is that a cartoon? Dennis Hopper. Oh, Dennis Hopper? No, it's a movie. Space Truckers movie. I don't know what this is. Oh, it's good. You'll have to Oh, yeah, in. look at that. Space Truckers, 1996. Why aren't we seeing this? 97. Hold on. I, I keep an eye out for it for a film <laughs> oh, sack. 8%. But, uh, 
What's that? Rotten Tomatoes has it at 8%. Holy shmoney. It is horrible, but it is great at it. Okay. Dennis Hopper, Stephen Dorff. Yep, yep. Uh, Debbie Mazur, Charles Dance, George Went. <laughs> really? Yeah, George. I forgot George Went was in it. Yes. Sh- Shane Rimmer. Um, and all the reviews are like, this is unquestionably terrible, but it's also kind of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um. All right, we need to see this. Why aren't we film sacking yeah. this? What's wrong with us? I don't know, but you talking about that game is just all kinds of got my appetite wet for some uh, space truckers. All right, I'm in. I'm in. All right, there's uh, there's that. Hey, Brian, tell me about Urban Flow, which has nothing to do with your. You're not having your period. This is a video game, right? No, this is Urban Flow. So it's uh, so I picked this up on the Switch when it was on sale for like about. I think I picked it up for twelve dollars. I think it's still on sale on on the Switch. It is uh, is it is a strategy sim uh, where you are in control of a city's uh, uh, red light system, and you can play by yourself foolishly. Wait, they're red light district. Oh no, system. You mean no, like no, no, the not traffic red light lights. district. The red light, red light, green light. Go. Gotcha. Traffic right, light. Go dog. Yeah. Traffic. There you go. Yeah, traffic yeah. light. Okay. Red. Yeah. And so it's it's a real cutesy game. This should be me playing, unless you pick something else. Uh, I picked something else because your link wouldn't work. I couldn't get it to go. Oh, you couldn't get to OneDrive? The no. shared link that I gave you? Yeah. Fine, whatever. Okay, yeah. so I had to pull it from YouTube. We'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. I've got my soapbox ready. All right. Because there's other. Ready. This is also on YouTube. It's somebody else playing it, and they apparently didn't get pulled. So what freaking well, YouTube? Well, I didn't get pulled either, but we'll talk about that after we talk about the game. Yeah, and yeah. we'll talk about how I think about that, what I think about that. All right, so it came out on 626, a very recent game. Very recent. This came out. Uh, up to a million hours of gameplay, I think. No, I don't. That's not true. It's not on how long to beat, but I swear the the amount of time I played, I only made it to like the first five chapters. This is one of those, you know, uh, chapter based. It's really like level based. You you each each new uh, level has uh, its own set of problems to overcome. And when it first starts out, you only have four red lights to control and they're controlled on the switch. By the way, this is it's a switch exclusive. Yeah. Uh, you, you have usually it's like the a B, you know, those, those buttons and you just choose which light and you just toggle them on and off. Okay. And you have to direct the flow of traffic. You don't want, if you're at an intersection, you want the traffic flow going across and you want to stop the traffic flow and let the other way go. That's the simplest form of the game. But then it gets a lot more complex when you start getting into, uh, it looks like a mo- it looks like a mobile game. Am I wrong? It, it, actually, I believe they. I believe it's also marketed for. I, I believe that's what they're going for is to go for a, a mobile game too. Mm. However, this game does not shine as a single player, so I don't think it would do well as a mobile. It shines at the point that you bring other people in because the like I said, the first couple of chapters not very hard. Don't have to concentrate too much. Uh, but once you get to a, a, a little later on, you have to control up to like eight and nine lights and traffic is coming from every direction and you have to make sure they cross the right paths. And these cars will give you very, very, uh, very light indications of where they're going literally with their lights. Cause their blinkers will be on. So you have like, you have like maybe 30 cars on the screen at once and you got to look and see when you open a, a, a light that they're not going to take a right into yeah. a train or into something else. <laughs> so you have to, you have yeah. to think about it. And there's a couple of things as you go along. There's some levels will give you the option to have a couple of uh, slowdowns where you can kind of take a look to see what's going to happen or what's happening. Okay. But it gets really complicated. This would be a, this is a really fun couch co-op. It's, it's multiplayer local. Uh, I think up to, I guess eight players. No, four players. Four should four be players. four. Yeah. Yeah, up to four players. You can, uh, so by it, the way, you could play. I mean, I could see this happening on mobile in multiplayer, just Wi-Fi or Bluetooth with multiple phones. Right. Oh, it's definitely possible. I just think it would get a lot more complicated mm. to, at a certain point because you got to be pretty quick on the draw with this thing. <laughs> Free I mean, Rangers because, has a really good point in the chat. The game is totally unrealistic. Cars actually using their blinkers in traffic. That's a good right. point. A lot of people really suck at <laughs> their story. blinkers, so I get so, it. Yeah. In, in addition to the just people being stupid, you also have to con- consider uh, city like services, like ambulances and police cars. You gotta you gotta make sure that they can go through because they will get impatient if you have a red light on for too long. They'll d- the light will automatically change on its own. 
Oh, so I thought maybe they just a, go around you and cause all kinds of mayhem or whatever. No, and if they and usually the goal is you have to have so many cars pass through uh, the screen um, without an accident uh, to be able to accomplish the the star rating, which is one, two, and three. No stars means you haven't won at all. You can't progress any further in the game. Uh, one, you can continue to progress, and of course, the two and the three is we're trying to go back and perfect what you're doing. Uh, but I really enjoy this game. It's a real good, just, you know, kick back and yeah, I have to, really, I have to admit it. Get, actually, I saw really it. Went, I thought saw it went, Oh, okay. I could, this would be interesting. I could play this. And it's, then I forgot. About and it's it. a really fun, it's really fun. And it has a uh, really chill music to it. Mm-hmm. So you got this really, you know, you got this one area where it's like this really chill music and you feel good about things. You feel like there's a little bit of flow going on that urban flow. And then other times you feel like you're just absolutely overwhelmed because there's just so much going on. And you think you know which button you're clicking on. Yeah. And you're not clicking on the right button. And it's just, it's, and then you like, and you let the traffic go through and you're like, oh no, that moron's going to turn right in front of that train <laughs> and then he's going to blow up. And so it's, it's very, but let's get back to the music in my, in my soapbox. Right, here we go. I was like, in my soapbox here, baby. Wait, is there music in this game? You're saying? Oh no, you're talking about don't, the YouTube. Don't play thing. it! Oh my God, don't play Only the music. Only this long. Only a little bit. Hold on. No. Oh, this person turned the music off. That's how they got oh, away good. with it. Good. Good. And okay, so that's that's probably how they did it. Now yeah. I got a copyright claim. That's not the same thing. Same thing as a strike. Right. I I was not asked to take anything down. However, I was demonetized for the video, which is inconsequential because I do not have any monetization on YouTube. Because despite the fact that I have over 2 million views on many videos that I have, doesn't matter. YouTube took all that away a couple of years ago. So I kind of stopped posting on YouTube. Okay, so I post these usually just so that you can easily access them, Scott, so that we can play them during the show. Yeah, I get it. And I usually, I usually keep a pretty good you know, eye on what I'm putting to make sure that I don't get a copyright claim because it annoys me. And what I do is when I get a copyright claim, I just delete it. Because the reason why is because... When somebody claims copyright, they get 100% of the ad revenue, which I get zero. I would get zero anyway. Right. But it does annoy me that for you know 15 seconds of a 30-minute video, an hour video, that someone can claim an entire copyright over everything that I've done and, and collect complete ad revenue. That annoys me. No, that, I'm not dude, having it. On TMS, every time Brian would play, this is why we had to stop putting music on the YouTube versions because right. YouTube would claim copyright, even though we had the rights, we pay for the rights to play the songs, right. but they don't have a way to do that or to, to know that. Mm-hmm. And the, and the robots in between don't give a shit. So exactly. that's why my, that's why so, my YouTube account got banned for a month or whatever it was. It was yeah, awful. So if I get a copyright claim, you guaranteed I'm knocking that out. And the reason why I'm a little bit upset, I'm kind of upset with uh, the, with the either the, I, I probably would have to put it at the feet of the publisher or whoever funded securing the rights for this music. You can't tell me a game that's being published in 2020 can have any idea that what they're putting out there won't be streamed by streamers. Oh, guaranteed. Like yeah. me and you. Guaranteed. So there, there's guaranteed. no way. Now, yeah. a couple of years ago, I would have said, well, maybe they didn't really put that in the plan when they were making the development of this game. No, this, this game was developed in a time where that is all behind us. Yep. And so the game should do one of two things. The game should give me an option to quickly turn off the music. We should also probably give me a warning because some of the games are pretty good about this. They'll say, hey, streamer, yeah. uh, we we just secured the rights for the game music in the game. We can't let you stream that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They need to be more responsible because it's a big hassle to me to review games and then have to sit there and worry about every video I put out there that I'm breaking some kind of copyright or that somebody's going to demonetize me entirely and take the full share pie. By the way, the company who is doing this is doing this on behalf of the musical artist. Yeah. And they're collecting 100% of the pie, and then they're deciding what the artist deserves. Yeah, so, no, no. And there's the other thing. It's those guys aren't always legit and actually representing the artist. A lot of times that exactly. is a fake third party. And if you do the, the uh, what do you call it, the... um. When you say this isn't true or whatever, what's that called? You dispute yeah, it. Yeah, when you when you when you dispute it. Yeah, yeah when you dispute it, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they just go, "Oh yeah, we don't want it," and they disappear, and you're fine. But right. when you dispute, you lock yourself into a legal mm-hmm. chokehold that says, yes, "If for any reason 
they decide to take the, any of this to court, you're hosed and YouTube hosed. can also char- charge you a bunch of money. Like it sucks. It's a bad yeah, deal. It's, yeah. it, it favors idiots and cheaters is what it does. It, it really does. And look, I don't mind if you say that you didn't license that music to that company for that purpose and you don't want that to happen. I'm fine. I will remove it. But this using these third party services to come strong army and then take the entire cut. No, forget that crap. Check this out. This is why I want this is why I'm, I got a de- demonetization on a uh, an old fallout playthrough. I did this song came up. I'm only gonna play it for a second so I don't get in trouble. Hopefully. That's right. Do you know this song? Have you heard this before? Yeah, everybody knows that song, okay. right? I'm going to skip ahead a little. Desire. This thing was made in the 20s. I'm about to say that song is over 100 years old, Scott, which is fine. <sighs> I mean, I, I get it. But it's, it's, that, song, that song is out of copyright. Its yeah. use in Fallout is freshly copyrighted, but not right. this. Oh. It's a particular version. Right. It's really so, annoying. Fair use is fair I, I don't use, wanna, man. Yeah, I don't want to get too far into the whole that discussion. I just want everybody to know that I don't want, you know, if 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 any developers of video games or anything who's, you know, I know we don't we're not huge here or nothing, or that we're hugely important, but it is very annoying. I'll tell you from somebody who does less plays and reviews of games. I don't like it. And it left a dirty taste in my mouth with urban flow because I'm, I'm looking at this company going and, and, and I know it was done through switch and is yeah. Valtoro games is the, uh, the, is the publisher. And, uh, I'm like, it left a dirty, dirty taste in my mouth because I'm like, somebody didn't secure the rights or someone is allowing this third party company to go in and strong arm. I don't like that. Urban like flow. But the game itself, I love the game. Yeah. Play it. Just don't let's play it. Yeah, don't let's play Unless it. Unless you turn the music off. There you go. Uh, I want to make a quick mention about, um, uh, what am I? Oh, I'm playing Pirate Outlaws again on my iPad Ooh. and, and uh, PC. I just wanted to throw it out there that that's a great deck builder. And uh, it started out on mobile, so it looks very mobile on PC, but it, it plays great. It's uh, I don't think it's free on no, it's not free on PC. It costs something. No, but it's, it costs money. It costs a very little on mobile. Uh, Android and iOS have it, and it's great. Just a great little pirate-based kind of Slay the Spire game. Uh, and I've yeah. talked about it on the show before, so I don't get too deep into it. And you also played Overlord Load, rather, which is a game Overload. I talked about forever ago, like a year ago. Uh, you did. It, you played it like a year ago, and you talked highly about it, and I had totally forgotten about it until... Uh, did I get a code for this i know as part of the humble bundle from june monthly nice and i took a peek because i i like descent back in the day and i i, I loaded it up and man is that a good game mm-hmm. a feeling it's a good feeling game mm-hmm. it just feels right i like it it's like descent uh but modern up and very yeah. good it's a very good game actually you know what the movement in that game is a lot like shipbreaker Except no one's oh, shooting at you in Shipbreaker, but right. it's got that same 360 degree Euclidean sort of right, space right. physics kind of thing going on that gets, it takes a little bit to get used to. It's it's a lot like that. So, did you try the VR at all? No, in Overload. I did not. No, I haven't either. I'm a little. Do you know why? Because, because hooking up my hook when I had okay back then, all I had we had the right. the the HTC Vive. That thing remains the biggest pain in the ass to set up there ever was. So f that. Right. I'm not doing that anymore. My quest, however, I could just do the one link cable and be good, but I haven't tried it. I should. Right. I'll give it a it's, shot. It's, like I said, I'm afraid because just playing it in regular, I was like, man, the way this thing moves mm-hmm. is it's gonna is probably gonna make me harf. I, I had the same problem anytime <laughs> I do VR of Minecraft. Oh yeah. It's it's just a little bit rough. Well, this game, some games are better at it than others. Having a roll cage or, you know, some sort of structure that you're inside of, that helps a that lot. That does help. And yeah, so, you, can, you can toggle that on and off, and I yeah. actually did. You should toggle that, that on, on if you're doing VR, for sure. Yeah, uh, someone in the chat says the De- Descent devs worked on it. Yeah, they did. This is like actual yeah, Descent yeah, team they did. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Brian. Hey, you guys. Time to talk about Raycon. Oh, yeah, baby. I really like Raycon. I'm not just saying that. Had a pair in my ears this morning while I was jogging, and I really liked it. Whether you're working from home because of, I don't know, COVID-19, or you're working on your fitness, or whatever you're trying to do, listening to whatever you want to listen to, you don't necessarily want to hear the neighbor's lawnmower drowning out what you're hearing, right? Nobody wants that. Maybe your kids are loud, and you're like, you know what? I just need to focus on the music that's in my head. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. That I can tell you. And uh, here's the thing. Before you go dropping hundreds of bucks on a pair, check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. R-A-Y-C-O-N. We've teamed up with them, and they're offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash boop. And uh, I think they're amazing. They're uh, so small. They hide away in my ears, and I don't have to worry about them. Uh, I don't have stems sticking out. I don't have any of that stuff. It's just in there. They're noise-canceling, so I don't hear things going on around me. So be careful with that, by the way, while you're jogging. But yeah, as long as you're aware of your surroundings, you should be okay. But the sound is overwhelmingly good. And I'm not just saying that. I really feel that way about these. They've been great. Uh, very comfortable. And uh, that's a big part of it as well. Unlike some of the other wireless options out there, they're both stylish and discreet. And celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith. You know these people? Well, they're obsessed with Raycons. And maybe you will be too. They start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that give you a nice noise-isolating fit. Work great with my iPhone. Work great with my Android tablet. Work great every time I've used them. Zero problems. Get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash B-O-O-P. That's buyraycon.com slash boop for 15% off of Raycon wireless earbuds. That's buyraycon.com slash B-O-O-P. Time to play Guess My Game. We play a sound clip from a thing, a game, a video game. Sometimes old, sometimes new, doesn't matter. But we try to guess what the game is with our vast brains capable of such vast knowledge. Vast brains, look at them. That's right. I always start. Here it is. Let's see if you can figure it out. I'll give this a listen. It's got some of the worst vo- voice synthesizer stuff in it in the history of voice and video games, okay? So that's how old this is. Here you go. <laughs> Okay, there's what more. What is this? Oh, it is. Even this hearing like this again, West of some kind of Atari game. It makes Lord. you want to die. It's so annoying and loud. But do you have any guesses on what that is? No, I don't. It's so annoying. I would have walked away instantly. Someone's close in the chat. Um, you know what? I, I don't think that's maybe that's not what you're typing the wraith, but it's Gorf. Was that what you were typing? Oh, Gorf. Is that Gorf? Yeah, that's Gorf. Remember oh, Gorf? I loved Gorf. I don't remember it being so annoying. Gorf was so annoying to listen to, but I loved Gorf. Gorf had this like amazing mix of yes. here's Space Invaders. Here's Galaga. Here's uh, um, Galaxian. Here's all these yeah. games you're familiar with. We're going to mush the- them all up into the weirdest combo. Space Invaders. Here's, here's a little bit of Pong. Here yeah. you go. Have fun. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, I'm going to see if I can show the chat. Let's see. I forgot all about golf. Gorf. I want Gorf. Wow. I do not remember it being that annoying. It was, I love Gorf. It'll, I remember we had this in the house because my was back when my dad had arcades and stuff. And my, um, my mom it was wouldn't just let us, as visually busy as it was. She wouldn't let us play too. it. She was just like, you can't play that in this house. She'd say my mom would. Because <laughs> it was so freaking annoying. Um, here's let me go back a bit and get some of the see. This is what the first oh, screen looked God. like with all these space invaders. I love that game. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So basically, you're the Galaxian ship and you're shooting space invaders. It sounds like this. Now, yeah, seeing the visual and hearing it, yeah, it all mixes in together now. It's pretty bro. It's pretty ugly and weird and great. I just really got a kick out of Gorf in, in the day. I always oh, thought it was like some hacked thing because mixing all these characters and you know, sp- yeah, it, it felt like something that was yeah. I'm with you. It felt like someone had borrowed a bunch, bunch of IPs. Well, it's because you know, like Taito had uh, Space Invaders. Uh, Namco right. had Galaxian Galaga. Um, and they were mixing it all. Like, what deal did they have? What kind of a deal did they have going? What, what kind of a deal? Yeah, what kind of a deal? Let's see what this next all those little, is. All those little yeah. things coming down and going. Woo! And also that thing, if you fired your gun too fast, you would oh, lose, yeah, you wouldn't, would lose it wouldn't the bullet. Extend, the bullet wouldn't go to the Yeah, yeah. and that sucked. Yeah, it did. You couldn't spam fire. It yeah. just sucked. That game sucked. But it was great at I the same time. It. 
Loved it. All right, Brian, I'm playing yours now, and uh, let's see if I can figure it out. I'll try. I'll try to do it. Side. You, you have no chance in Hades of guessing what this game is. I'll do my best. Enemy sighted. This sounds Star Warsy. Enemy. Be wrong. Enemy sighted. Attack base. Attack AFK. AFK. The away from keyboard. <laughs> Three minutes left. This is obscure of a game that I've brought up on here yet. Is it Commandos? No, but this game is interesting. You should say that because it is based on a property uh, that that uh, that an, an actor was related to that is not Commandos. So but a movie close. based on a movie then. Yeah, this okay. this game is abandonware, by the way. People they just finally said forget it, we don't even want this, abandon it. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I know. Is it demolition man? Only, only reason why I looked it up is because uh we were talking we did film site this past week. Terminator three, War yeah. of the Machine, <laughs> a Windows based game <laughs> that I- is a piece of trash that everybody hated. Yeah, Except for one person. It's you. Did you like it? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But I did hear people like, "Oh, I love this game." And it's yeah. like everybody was like looking over. I'm like, "Is this the? Really? This was the gun one. So it's yeah. a light gun one, right? Right, right. Okay. No, no. Just that. No, no. I'm sorry. This was not the light gun one. No, you're thinking about the arcade one. No, this is actually a Windows game. Okay. It was a first person shooter kind of thing. Okay. I think I found some screen here. Oh my gosh, dude! This likeness of Arnold is. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It gives me the willies. This is like that. This is like you would find this on like a CD of shovelware. I wait, mean, this isn't a fighting game, is it? No, wait. I don't think that's the right one. No, you're looking for Terminator 3 War of the Machines. I think you just looked up Terminator 3. This is a fight game. I think it was the arcade. Yeah, but they, I didn't know this even existed. Terminator 3 Rise right. of the Machines gameplay walkthrough. Like, what is this? Yeah. Even? PlayStation game? Weird. Like, that is weird. I love it. Oh my gosh. We've learned so much about Terminator Too 3 much. lately. Like that, those deleted scenes of Arnold, uh, how Arnold got his accent is so bad. It is hilarious. Though. We're going pl- to play life that. Is that better on, for it. We're playing that on Film Sack this week. I'm telling you. All right. Well, good one. Good obscure one. Well done. I like when they're obscure, Brian. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, quick email from a listener. This comes to us from. I lost it. Hold on. I got to scroll down. There you go. (laughs) I have totally lost it. This is from Steve. Steve says this. Hey, guys, I was wondering if you could share your thoughts on early access games. I've been tempted to buy into these Hmm. a couple of times on Steam, but I've always been hesitant because part of me always feels like I'd be getting suckered into paying a developer money to be a beta tester for their game. And it seems like I'm being a beta tester for the money that should go to go in another direction. I know that a lot of people have no problem with this at all. And see these as an opportunity to enjoy trying out a game before it's fully released, as well as possibly provide feedback on development. Plus, the price is often reduced. What do you guys think of early access, Steve? Steve, you basically answered your own question in two parts. And, and I, yeah, and he I'll, answered it pretty well himself, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. So the idea is, yes, you're helping them. I mean, in a way, you're helping fund the development of the game. And you also get to give that feedback. And you get the benefit of getting to try a thing early if it's something you're interested in. However... I, okay, let me put it this way. I am pro early access. I really like it as a program, generally speaking. But part of the reason I like it is I'm picky about it. And I don't just dive in without doing a little homework. So what I try right. to do is I try to see how communicative are they? Are they talking to their community all the time? Are they letting people know what they're doing? How often are they, are they posting in the news section on Steam or wherever it's in early access? How often do I get to hear from these people? How active is their community and things like discord and other stuff like can you see the activity and if you can that to me is a good sign because that means they care they want to see it through to the end and a lot of times they're developers you've already had good luck with or have already made something you like and so you can trust them for those that are new and you've not heard of it's on them to really show you how committed they are so a good example of this is that game where you um is it called cave diver crap i can't remember the name of it yeah uh, is it called cave diver no the one where you you go it's a roguelike where you keep going down yeah. in a hole and you whack rocks and there's gold in the rocks and 
I, I can't remember the name it. of the game, but it's 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 a small game made by a small developer I'd never heard of before. But man, those guys were always out in front of that thing, telling me what's going on. When are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Detailed patch notes. That stuff matters. So when you start to see it that does. kind of work out of them, you know who you can trust, or at least for the most part, you can. And things like Deep Rock Galactic, I get on, I got in on that early because of those factors. And sure enough, through that whole process, they just kept updating and letting you know and implementing actual feedback from players and then showing it off new videos, new this, new that. And they always, you always knew where they were in their roadmap. And so when that thing finally released, I was still, still stoked to keep playing it. It wasn't like I was sick of it and I didn't have to pay the extra 10 or 15 bucks or whatever that cost when they launched it because I was there in the ground level. So I actually think there's a lot of value in it. It helps them. I get to play the thing I want to play. If it's a total mess, it works like the rest of Steam. Just get a refund. If you get in there and it sucks, all of those things I said, notwithstanding, you get in, it's like, oh, this is a mess. Can't do this. No problem. Get a refund. You, there's a simple link there. You hit support, ask for a refund. You'll have it in less within, than ten, you know, five hours or whatever. Right. So Now you have to put that refund within, was it 24 or 48 hours? No, you what's, have to do it within time? two hours of gameplay. Okay. There may be some extended period of time that goes by that you can't do it right, even right. if you're under the two, but if you've spent under two hours of gameplay and you go do the refund, no problem. I've had it go I'm up to an hour 55 and still got a return, no problem. They don't even... Right. Oh, but you were sweating it. I was sweating it at the finish line. <laughs> right. Oh, I got to do it quick. Refund. So, I'm with you, Scott. I, I, think y'all, I think both of you, between Steve and what you just said, I think y'all both covered it. I, that's, that's a really strong point that i usually try to look at is the community activity if, if it's not there then i know there's no point yeah it's really comes down to that and have there been people who have just like abandoned a game that they worked on and you were excited yeah. about seeing push through absolutely that happens but it's pretty rare it's kind of like kickstarters they are there is a built-in motivator to not screw up and, and screw people mm-hmm. and people will go out of their way to try to make that happen in some cases if it falls apart it falls apart but it's rare, and if you do your homework, you'll be okay. Yeah, and uh, I usually I with early access, the things I usually avoid though are things that are almost completely dependent upon multiplayer, mm. because it seems like those things have a hard time getting any traction, and sometimes they're more popular in certain regions than others, and then I'll find myself alone. <laughs> Alone in a desolate land of no other players. No, I'm glad you said that. If it's a multiplayer experience, I would be more careful with those because you just don't know who's going to... If you if you can't play because no one's around or because no one's in right. it, that's a problem. Um, I've played some amazing games that just couldn't find an audience that yeah. was like, I'm like, this is an amazing game, but nobody's playing. Yeah, that's why I'm okay with... I'm more okay with the games that are like... It's a single player game or it's a strategy game where you play by yourself or or it can have co-op, but it's really for you if you want to play it alone or whatever. I'm a lot more likely to do that. Like when I picked up Old World in uh, Mm. on Epic Mm -hmm. Store, which I'm really glad I did. I freaking love that thing. Um, You know, again, a small developer that are sort of proven. They did a Kickstarter for their previous game, did well, uh, sold it okay. It was called. So where you just sold a lot of space goods. It was like it's called it's called uh, it was the money it was the money side uh, of a civilization game and it was ex civilization devs and I forgot the name of the damn game. There's so many games so, it's hard to remember. So the name wasn't games. a good one. Yeah, it wasn't oh no, it was. It just I just can't remember it. I keep wanting to say Deep Rock Galactic, and obviously that's not it. Um just too many games to keep track of. But anyway, they did well with that and they came through and people liked it. And so coming out with that game they have a reputation already. And so for me, it was a no brainer. I was like, I already know these guys follow through. Plus looks like what they're doing is cool. And I, if there's a few bugs early on, that's okay too. I'm, I'm happy to be here for the fun and get it for a little less money. So anyway, your mileage may vary, Steve, but we wish you the best of luck. If you'd like to be like Steve and have your email read on the show, boopshow at gmail.com, or you can just use the website. There's a link right there to send us a contact mail. Be like Steve, be like Steve, frogpants.com slash B O O P. That's where you'll find everything else we're doing. You can uh, find us on Twitter as well. Boop Show. Uh, I'm at Scott Johnson. Brian's at the Brian Dunaway. Oh, and what else? Uh, oh, if you like podcasts and you like really cool, like uh, like written, edited, rad content, uh, go, I like podcasts. Oh, good. Then go over to uh, support.currentgeek.com and check out my new project with Tom Merritt. We're doing a version <gasps> of a relaunch of Current Geek called Current Geek Chronicles. And man, are we doing stuff? It is so cool. 
But we need your help to get over the finish line. Speaking of, uh, you know, stuff where we we need help and we need your early access help to make it happen, basically. Uh, so that's the thing. Go check it out if you're interested. Again, that's support.currentgeek.com. Details on the site. All right, Brian, anything else you'd like that- to add or say before we go? Yes, Scott. I've got things to say. Okay. Let me have I'll it. I'll tell you later. Oh, put it right in my face. No? No. No, I'll tell you later. Later? Oh, I'm sad now. All right. Well, I'm not th- that sad because we had a great show. Everyone's great. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next week for more Boop Show. Until then, take care. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam.